Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Housewives. Uh, After Mother's Day special. Oh, yeah, but we haven't really celebrated Mother's Day yet. No, so we have no idea how that's going to go down. Oh, I know. It's going to be awesome. Like every year, my kids are going to walk in with one of those trays with a flower on it, Uh coffee. Let you sleep all day. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how mine's going to go, too. Mm-hmm. And the husband is just going to shower me, 
with lots of roses on the bed. No, no, I'm actually headed to a lake in Texas. Yeah. And I'm so excited because if you guys have listened long enough or go back lots of episodes, you know that I love the lakes. Tab's a lake hoe. Mm-hmm, I am. So, so I'm <laughs> checking out my first one in in the Texas and it's called Possum Kingdom. I love that it's called Possum Kingdom. I, uh, well, well <laughs> since I have my own uh little possums now, you know that that your little sugar gliders. Sugar gliders are in the possum family. So, yeah, we're going to go check it out. If anybody has any recommendations for the next time I go, because you're going to listen to this after I'm already back, let me know. Well, we have the season passes to Knott's Berry Farm, and I thought, shoot, I'm not going to an amusement park for a long, long time on account of COVID. But they reopened it, and they're only open at 25% capacity, and you know, like we're vaccinated and shit, and I think we're pretty good. So that's what we're doing. Because actually, I'm pretty stoked. The only way that's the best idea ever. The only way I can get my my husband's not really a big amusement park guy. The only way I can really get him to do this is because it's Mother's Mother's Day. Day. (laughs) It's your day. So I'm like, guess what? But I already had to preface. He's like, what are we doing this week? And I'm like, a uh, reminder, it's Mother's Day. And we're and, going to Berry Farm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, but Saturday. You're going to the beach? Let oh, me guess. I'm, I'm You're sure. going to the beach? We're going to the beach and we're going to the pool. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Oh, Saturday night, I'm going to go see Whitney Cummings. How about that? I have a date. That is, that is fun. With a friend. A girl date. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So you remember uh, the other day I was telling you on Patreon, if you guys listen, you'll know this, but if you don't, I'll give you a little recap. I had some, I thought they were ants in my bathroom. Uh, we and were then, debating whether or not they were ants or termites. Yeah, because they had wings. And so I was like, oh shit, I think oh, they God. are going to be something termites. really gross. Yeah, it's really gross. So then <sighs> the next day I came in and they're fucking hundreds okay like all over my bathroom flying around like so gross so gross oh my god I almost died like so I call an exterminator bitch okay and the guy comes out and I I said I have a termite infestation we need to get this fixed yeah he goes ma'am those are flying ants oh is that like a thing (laughs) I It's not a thing that I've ever heard of. <laughs> I'm oh like, oh, they're not, God. they're not, Good they're not black Tex- ticks. Good thing Texas knows how to make a fucking hell of a frozen margarita. Oh my God, they seriously and, do. Yeah, I could throw down some barbecue because there, I feel like there's some cons out there. Flying ants, what shit is that? Freezes? Yeah, he, he's like, Forget they're swarming. About it. It's the swarming season. They're swarming right now. Oh like, Lord. No, we are not here for it. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I, I don't like things that fly. But you know what? I'm I'm better than ants than termites. Just saying. Oh, Tab was telling me about the wasps. Oh, the wasps are a yes, serious but issue out here, too. The fun thing about the wasp is Tab likes shooting stuff. And I have a little experience with the wasps mm-hmm. because they come around our place in Colorado. And you get to buy this wasp spray at the Home Depot, and it shoots mm-hmm. like 20 feet. Yeah, it's awesome. 
it's awesome. It's very satisfying. Yeah. It's like yeah. the salt gun that shoots But at least flies. the wasps are outside of your house. Like inside my house, hell oh, no. to the no. I've already had like five wasps in my house. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now Get a screen, in. bitch. What the I hell? Know. I know. <laughs> you do, you're all doing it wrong. All this stuff. All this stuff. I'm learning as I you go. You are a Shoot. Texas rookie. Totally. It's my first <laughs> my first spring and summer year. Give me a break. Okay. Give me a break. So, yeah, that's that's that for this. Okay. Up in here, up, up in, in here. here. Okay. Should we just get to it? Happy Mother's Day, y'all. Hope Happy it was Mother's Day. Epic. You know it was for every one of our listeners sure. that has a child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can I can only really imagine how it was. But I hope you guys had nice Mother's Day brunch. Lots right. of champs right. or sparkling cider. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Okay, Tabs. And happy belated birthday again. Again. Thanks. (laughs) Today's episode is listener suggested by Hannah Church and Katie Clevenger. Two people. Two people. Are they one? No, they're two people. Oh, okay. Because I asked for suggestions on the group page and they both commented the same case. So, well, thanks. Given shout out to two girls. girls. Yeah, thanks, girls. Okay, it's a case from their hood, Grundy, Virginia. Grundy has a nice ring to it. Grundy is a real small town, like 2,000 people. And you can buy a house on some land for around 250K. Mm hmm. Grundy is an old cold mining town. Not sure if they have any operational still. I know that there are not many coal mines left in the U.S., so not sure if it's happening in Grundy or not. But what they do have is a three-story Walmart. Are you kidding me right now? I am not. Our listeners mentioned to me that that was the most exciting thing in town. And when I was looking into it, I discovered that is accurate. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be there every day, though. Really? Oh, let me tell you. Okay, so it's one of the first things that pops up when you search the town. Mm -hmm. Is they got a hell of a Walmart. Okay. By the way, the first two levels are parking. So not really sure what the big deal is. Only parking or like you can go in because I've been to no. one of those targets that you have. Yeah, it's like that one level. But you two can go levels in of parking. Level? Yeah, you have to take the elevator from the parking garage to the Walmart. OK, got it. But, you know, go Grundy. OK, right. yeah. So I am going to tell you about Roger Coleman of Grundy. Virginia, Mm -hmm. who did not have the best reputation in town. At the age of 13, Roger started making obscene phone calls. Heavy breathing. Oh, remember we were just talking about that. So so lame. So creepy. Okay. I mean, that used to be like such a a thing, right? Listen, I used to make lots of crank calls in high school. Yeah. Now I would call the Denny's owner and I'd be like, Hey, what's you doing? Of course he did. <laughs> My husband creep. says he used to do that shit too. I would never. You did it? No, I'd oh be my afraid, God. I would be afraid I would get caught. 
this this Denny's guy, he liked it. Like he was waiting oh, for us man. every weekend, like a bunch <laughs> of little girls to call him. He thought probably thought it was so funny because we'd call like, you know, it's open 24 hours. And so we would call like 1130 all the girls together and be like, hey, what you doing? Oh, kids these <laughs> yeah. days, they'll never know. Now they, they just won't. troll on the interweb. I know. It's and bad. I think that's lame because never put shit in writing. True. That's True. what I say. Yeah. Okay. So. He's calling people heavy breathing okay, weirdo hello. shit. It's like a small town. So apparently the girls, they knew it was him. They recognized <laughs> his voice. I mean, hello. <laughs> so eventually his little hobby got himself convicted for, you know. Heavy but, breathing? Yeah. Obscene phone calls. Obnoxious okay. behavior. He got convicted in juvenile court. Remember, he's only 13. My guy's so young doing yeah. that. Yeah. He actually admitted to it, Tab. He said that voices made him do it. Oh, scary. That is a scary reactionary thing to say. I mean, it's well, sounds... especially at 13. You got to I think you got to take that shit seriously at that point because you don't even know to make it up at that. You know, like you're 13. Right. In a town of 2000. Right. I mean, it sounds like somebody needs some mental help. Yes. That didn't have a interweb at the, at the moment so you don't even know but mental health also at that point probably you don't want to admit that anybody has a mental health problem yeah well spoiler he didn't get it okay yeah the help he needed so in 1977 when roger was 18 he went to a woman's store and acted like he was distressed or something and mm-hmm. then asked her for a glass of water And when she went to go get it, he pulled a gun on her, then had her tape up her five-year-old daughter, Mm. and then he took the woman upstairs and instructed her to take off her clothes. After he unzipped his pants, he attempted to rape her, but the woman fought back hard. And so, thankfully, Roger thought he needed to remind her of his gun, which he had left in another room. And the woman was able to get out of the house with her daughter and get help. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yes. So Roger was convicted for attempted rape and sentenced to two years for the incident. He was not out long when in 1981. You hear that noise? Yeah. Hold on one second. You got a vibrator going off in there? That's what it sounds like. (laughs) Some toy that (laughs) conquering. (laughs) The (laughs) conquering. He's got a big one. Yeah. Uh, If you watch us on YouTube, you will know what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. (laughs) So he was not out long when in 1981 he walked into the public library and ejaculated in oh front of the librarian while he stared <laughs> so at her. Gross. I know. It's okay. So, gross. so picture this. This dude walks in, just stares at her with what she describes as darkness in his eyes, jerks himself off and then and ejaculates everywhere. And she said, then he just walked out. That is so flipping gross. You know that somebody ejaculated next to me in a movie theater when I was little. Yeah, I had. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've seen some. 
I've had some experiences with that too. Creeps. Yeah. Yeah. Creeps. So in between going to the clink for the attempted rape and the jerk off, Roger found himself a wife. Wow. Uh, It's mind boggling, but Roger managed to get himself a young bride, a 16 year old named Patricia, that he married sometime between him being locked up for the two sex crimes. I feel like in such a small town, Patricia must have heard Roger was a creep, not a catch. But she was so young, and Roger does not really have the demeanor of what you might think of as a classic creeper. He's, like, soft-spoken and, I mean, kind of charming, according to some women. Not me. I mean, the whole walking in and in. I know, that's so charming. Real charming. I know. Okay. So maybe she was like hesitant about his history of deviant behavior, but he was able to con her into believing he was a changed man. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. Okay. Okay. But I'll bet she was all bent out of hell and humiliated when her husband was arrested for that whole, you know, indecent exposure. (laughs) I mean. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. So things were about to get much worse for young Patricia because two months after the library arrest, her sister, Wanda, who lived with her husband just five minutes walking distance away, was raped and murdered. Murdered? Murdered. And on top of that being traumatic enough, her husband, Roger, was arrested for the crime 23 days later. No. It's he, he went a family affair. Oh, it's tragic. I feel like I feel like they don't usually do that. People don't usually do that. Well, it is a unique situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It got a little controversial. I'm going to tell you about it. So, Patricia's sister Wanda McCoy, which I just love the name Wanda. I just do. Is it cuz you love Wanda Sykes? I do love Wanda Sykes, actually. I do, too. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I saw her one time. You did? Yeah. Like she in the real life? Yeah, in the real life. We were outside of Trader Vic's in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's not there anymore. Drinking. I was drinking one of those out of one of those giant fish bowls. And so was she. At the <laughs> like we table. just got the other day in, but That's right. in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love a fishbowl cocktail. Uh-huh. Anywho. Patricia's sister, Wanda McCoy, was 19 years old. She was one of 16 children. She married her high school sweetheart, Brad McCoy, while she was still in high school. Brad was two years ahead of Wanda in school, and when he graduated, they got hitched, and everyone thought they were a match made in heaven. Wanda was so smitten on the housewife life, she didn't go back to high school. She loved to sew and craft, and her siblings say she was about as perfect as you could be. Mm. Brad had gone to work at the coal mines right after graduation, and I think he was real smart because he had scored one of the coveted jobs above ground as a clerk for the parts department. Yeah. Okay. The happy couple rented a little house about two blocks from Brad's parents. But both homes are in a remote kind of wooded area. So you can imagine what 
going from a home with 16 kids to the woods where you can hear like a pin drop and a husband who worked late nights was like for young Wanda. Just freaked out. I would be. Yeah, I would be too. All the time. All the time, right? So sweet Brad called to check in on her every night that he worked on his break. On the night of March 10th, 1981, Brad called Wanda at 9 p.m. as usual, and he said at that point when they talked, everything was fine. Wanda didn't mention having a visitor or anything unusual. At 11.15, Brad arrived home and was immediately alarmed by the front door being unlocked because... Yeah, Wanda does not leave the doors unlocked. Wanda always be keeping the door locked, okay? Yeah. And then he walked in and noticed some drops of blood on the floor, and the coffee table had been moved. His heart drops, and then when he walked into the bedroom, he found Wanda in a pool of her own blood, naked except for her socks, and nearly decapitated. (gasps) Oh, God. Bad, okay? Brad called his father next door, and his father called the police. Wanda was so clearly dead, they didn't try to move her right away so they could preserve the crime scene. Mm -hmm. The medical examiner arrived shortly after and determined, since rigor mortis had not yet set in, that Wanda had (gasps) died at some point around 10.30 p.m. Okay, so this was like 11.15, so it had just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow, he's almost he almost like caught it in action. Okay, so this you know is saying? important to the to the crime. So it hap the medical examiner says that it happened around 1030 or within 30 minutes of that. That. Okay. So did they think it was Brad at all? No. I mean he had no. he'd been working. He clearly has an alibi. I mean, he just got home from work. I know, but you know. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he got off early. Well, I don't think Brad put off the creeper vibes. Everybody okay. loved Brad. <laughs> okay. So they didn't. Although everybody loved that motherfucker. What's his name in Colorado? What's his name? The one that. Oh, they still love him. He's getting love letters in oh, Lord. Utah. Oh, Are you talking somebody about Utah? Is, somebody. Everyone's screaming at us. What's his name? Watts. Chris Watts. Chris Watts. That's Are right. Yes. OK. So you never know. OK. But whatever. OK. So. At the autopsy, they were able to retrieve two foreign pubic hairs in her genital area and foreign blood on her body, as well as some kind of soil. They also Mm -hmm. took swabs from her vagina and her rectum, but this was 1981. Oh. And so DNA testing wasn't like really a thing yet. Forensic mm-hmm. testing at that time was more so used to rule people out. Like, say, if they knew the assailant had type O blood and their suspect right. had type B blood, then they could rule them out. So Wanda's murder shook the town, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so violent. 2000? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so violent I mean, the, and crazy. Everybody's like, Sweet we, Wanda. Somebody we know did it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 
everyone was terrified, locking their doors because stuff like this just did not happen in small town Grundy. And police were questioning everyone because they did not think this was random at all because there was no sign of forced entry. And Brad was telling the police that there is no way Wanda would open the door for someone she didn't know. So it didn't take long for the police to start suspecting Roger Coleman had something or everything to do with Wanda's murder. Clearly, he knew her because he was married to her sister and lived just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Also, mm-hmm. they know he's a creeper. Mm-hmm. And has he creeped on Wanda ever before? Do you know that? Not that I know of. Or given off the weird vibes to her? You know... I bet he did, but her being so young, who knows, you know? Yeah. And 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 at that time period, I mean, I had people creeping on me and I never Same. said anything until you and I had a couple bottles of wine like 20 years later. Yeah. True. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we keep that shit in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's true. So Roger is questioned as to what he was up to the night in question. And he has says a lot. Actually, he says he left his house at 8.30 p.m. for work at the coal mine. Mm-hmm. And then at 9.05, he stopped by a convenience store. And then he went to work right after and learned that his shift at the mine was canceled. So, he chatted with some co-workers, and then he went to a bathhouse in town and took a shower and changed his clothes and was home by 10.50. Which that part is raises a red flag to me because it's like, why did you go to the bathhouse if you didn't have to work? He wouldn't. He went to the bathhouse. He probably did go to the bathhouse. Did they have it? Like, was he there? Yeah. Yeah, after he killed her. Yeah. But if you didn't have to work, I I just don't think you would do that. Okay. So anyways, if you really break down Roger's alibi, which is confirmed by witnesses who like chatted with him, him. store, all that stuff, he would have only had a 30 minute window to rape and murder Wanda. And I don't I don't think it takes that long. And he knew Brad would be coming home soon. Yeah, it doesn't take that long, but that's pretty hard to wrap your head around that this guy who was clearly planning on just going to work and then upon learning it was canceled, got a wild hair up his ass and decided to go get his rape and murder on. Right? True. Okay, but still, as difficult as that is to, like, think about, I mean, all signs still pointed to Roger. But maybe he knew his work was canceled and so he just did it for alibi. He didn't know his work was canceled until he got there. And he showed up there. You know, I think it's possible that he could have been thinking about it for a long time. And he was like, oh, here's my chance. Here's my opportunity. I think it's hard for people to wrap their mind around because, like we just said, like, they think, how would a guy go from thinking he was going to work to, you know, murder, murder. murder. But Roger's a creep. Right. I know. And I also think sometimes maybe you don't think you're going to murder the person until it's like in the moment. And then you're like, oh, God, yeah. I, mean, I I just made a mistake. And now I don't know what to do about it. Right. 
with okay. a mentally ill person. You know what I'm saying? Like Totally. Yeah. Totally. So Roger was arrested and charged. And despite Roger proclaiming his innocence and pleading not guilty, Patricia divorced him right quick. Which, side note, well done, Patricia. Okay? Mm -hmm. Don't be one of those, you know, ride or die chicks. Mm -mm. Get the fuck out. Okay? So, I mean, fucking divorce him after the library thing. I know. Really? Okay? Like, seriously. Okay? There's time for you to start over with someone new. Okay. Which I think I found her, and I think she has is living her best life. Okay. Okay, good. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. So Roger submitted hair and blood samples from his person. And all of that was compared to the samples from the crime scene at the trial. What they found was his pubic hairs were consistent with the ones found on Wanda. 
and his blood type was type B, and he was a secretor. Now we got that word again. I know, secretor. It's such a gross word, like moist. I know, it really is. And it doesn't mean what it I know. Seems okay. Like it would mean. So the secretor thing is something we've talked about before. It's just an identifying trait that before they could match DNA profiles, they could use whether or not it's like an identifying trait that they could match blood types with. Okay. Well, turns out less than 10% of the population are both secretors and type B. But oh. coincidentally, or not so much coincidentally, both Roger and Wanda's killer were. Were. Yeah. So Roger had also handed over his blue jeans to police, and they found a drop of O blood on them, which was the same type as Wanda's. So despite the fact that Roger didn't have much time to commit the rape and murder and six witnesses testified that he was just business as usual around town that night. Forensically, like it's not looking so good for him at the trial. No. Also, I think Brad's testimony that he couldn't think of anyone else besides his father and Roger that Wanda would have opened the door for because they lived so close and his father was with his mother all night. So it kind of just came down to Roger. Mm-hmm. The jury concluded that Roger was guilty and he was sentenced to death. Roger made the most of his time on death row while he appealed his conviction. He started a prison diary. He wrote in it all the time, like over 3,000 pages. He wrote things like, it's all why me and I've got to turn this around. How can an innocent man get death for a crime he didn't commit? I mean, reading through the diary entries could lead you to think that this man was innocent, or at least he's really convinced himself he is. Mm -hmm. I mean, 3,000 pages, that is long. That's long. Is that as long as the Bible? It's long. Tale of Two Cities, I don't know. Really long. Long. I mean, that's a lot of writing. I mean... Yeah, a lot of time. Yeah, you had a lot of time. Okay. In his writings, he never implicates himself at all. And Roger's always maintaining his innocence. But I just want to put this in here. At one point, there was a jailhouse snitch that said Roger confessed to him. But I mean, I don't know. I, you know, no. those jailhouse snitches are not super. They're just trying to get out of whatever they had. You know, they're not reliable because it's like, I'll tell you something if you shorten my sentence or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time believing that someone who wrote 3,000 pages of I'm innocent as could be could just casually blurt out, you know, not really innocent so much. But yeah. I mean, Whatever. That's out there. Who knows? Okay. So anyways, Roger is writing away, regardless of the fact that no one is reading it. And the town of Grundy just wants to, you know, put the whole horrible event behind them. Yeah. Yeah. But they couldn't 
because Roger started to get attention from the media. And that was because there was a video that was produced by the Catholic Church called The Choice is Yours, where they interview death row inmates about life in the clink, like to scare kids into making good choices. Mm -hmm. It's weird, but kids and adults saw Roger in this video and found something endearing about him. Likeable. Yeah. So in the video, Roger is wearing a shirt like, you know, like Larry the Cable Guy style, like a button down with the sleeves ripped off. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And you get a little sneak peek of his hairy chest. And then he has a red bandana around his head, like he's going to karate class. Oh, he's like looking kind of like cute, like a. I think that was like a kind of like a, you know, a like, bad boy cute. Yes, I, I look. Think, I think it was like, like he had a prison stylist. Okay, I mean, I yeah, I don't. It sounds like a prison stylist, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then kind of one where you're like, oh, I kind of would maybe like. That's like my high school boyfriend. My he high had school those crush, glasses you know? that you know were all the rage then, like the huge glasses. Mm-hmm. And a stash. Okay. In the 80s. Is this in the 80s? Yeah, in the 80s. Okay. okay. So I think on account of his, you know, prison style and his unassuming demeanor, people got it twisted about Roger. They wanted to be his friend or his, you know, pen pal at least. And it's so, like Chris Watts, same thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Roger now had people to write to, and he was digging it. The video that was just intended to be circulated in schools was played on network TV, which reminded people there were only like four channels in the 80s. So this was was like big. Big. Yeah. And that led to Roger getting the attention of a well-respected law firm that does pro bono conviction appeals ending up taking on Roger's case, as well as a college student named Sharon Paul becoming Roger's number one boo. She was all about the Roger. And she gave, you know, all these interviews about how sweet he was and wrongly convicted. Over the years, the fascination with Roger in the public grew. And Sharon, she was here for it. For all of it. She was feeling it. I mean, it became her purpose. Mm -hmm. Roger gave phone interviews a lot, like Larry King. Wow. Oh, the Jerry Falwell show. Oh, my God. That dirty fuck. I just did a bonus episode about him. Can't shake him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Phil Donahue. Wow. And people just got the impression over and over again, what a nice guy to be able to have such a positive attitude after being wrongly convicted. Mm-hmm. To which Roger said he credited finding Jesus in the clink. You know, people eat that shit up. Yeah, they do. Not that finding Jesus is shit, but you know what I mean. Okay, so year after year went by, and despite having one of the most powerful appeals attorneys in the Despite having one of the most powerful appeals attorneys in the country on his side and like kind of a cult following, 
of thousands of supporters, Roger's appeals were denied over and over again. His attorney, Jim McCluskey, was very outspoken about Roger's innocence, and he visited Grundy to understand what happened that night by retracing Roger's steps. Some criticism of McCluskey's visit to the town is by the known victims of Roger's attacks, right? The librarian. Yeah. And the woman he attempted to rape. Okay. So he goes to the town. The librarian saw him at the library. And he never asked to talk to her. Right. Okay. He never wanted to like hear from these women in their own words what their experience was like. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to the press repeatedly and says, Roger was convicted because of alleged attacks on two women. Which, by the way, it's not alleged. He was convicted. Yeah, he 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 was convicted for attempted rape. And the library thing never went to trial because he was arrested for murder. Okay. But all of a sudden, the world hates these two victims because. Oh, my God. Yeah, because Roger's Mr. Popularity, right? All of a sudden. And this blowhard keeps saying the previous incidents were just alleged. That's so wrong. Right. So Mr. McCluskey, he did these women dirty while he was intending to advocate for Roger. I mean, it's not cool, McCluskey. He really just ended up like pouring salt in their wounds. I mean, they felt really re-victimized because people didn't believe them anymore. Another factor that contributed to the perception of disbelief in the public about Roger's guilt was part of his supporters' case, you know, the case for him being innocent, in which they named another possible suspect. Okay. So I read through this in his petitions for clemency, and it's compelling. There are several letters written by women who say that they were raped by a man in town named Donnie Ramsey. And they hadn't come forward when it happened because they were ashamed. Mm -hmm. But they say that Donnie had actually told them he murdered Wanda. This guy, Donnie, was cleared at the time by the police. And I personally suspect that he just got off on scaring and intimidating the shit out of these women. I mean, he gets off on raping them. And so that's why he claimed in the moment he was responsible so that they wouldn't fight back as hard. And they wouldn't come forward because they would be scared for their lives. I mean, Wanda was like decapitated. Yeah. Okay. And this guy, did he have type B B blood secretor? I don't know, but he must not. I mean. Yeah. I mean, 10% of the population, right? Okay. But. I mean, having another suspect certainly fueled Roger's supporters, right? But eventually, yeah. it didn't matter. All of his appeals had been exhausted, which had taken 11 years. And mm-hmm. Roger's execution, which was death by the electric chair, was Ooh. set. Yeah. Days before the execution, Time magazine. Time. Okay. Big. Yes. Big. 
put Roger on the cover with the title, Must This Man Die? I mean, Time Magazine, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like for like presidents and cool yeah, people. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. So I read the article that was published in May 1992, and it does mention Roger's attempted rape conviction right away. But I would say the article just reads as sympathetic to Roger, like 100%. It paints the picture that Roger is a victim of a small town's rush to judgment and failed judicial system. I mean, it's interesting how like a whole country can be swayed. Yeah. Okay. Media. Media. Media Media has a lot of power. Okay. So I mean, it really made the divisive discussion of capital punishment, like the talk that every, everybody's talking about it now. This was a big deal. So during this, all eyes were on the news following the countdown to the execution. So the governor of Virginia was in the spotlight because he had the power to stop it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't take that lightly. He, unlike Roger's attorney, McCluskey, wanted to hear from Roger's victims. So he sat down with them and he believed them. He also decided, you know, to be fair and give Roger the opportunity to take a polygraph and prove his incident and prove his innocence. And did he? No, he failed. Oh, he failed it. He failed I mean, and it it was like the best polygrapher in the country at the time, you know. Yeah. He says it's the perfect opportunity to take a polygraph. There's no question. Like, you did you kill Wanda? Have you ever had sex with her? Right? Mm-hmm. He and failed. He failed. Yeah, and he failed. Okay. So his defense team was disappointed at the failure, but not swayed into believing Roger was guilty. So the governor did not postpone the scheduled execution. Sharon Paul, Roger's devoted girlfriend, got to spend one hour with Roger in the same room, which was the only time she had been able to see him without, you know, the glass in between in the five years since they found love in a hopeless place. (laughs) So Roger handed over his diaries to his attorney before he ate his last meal, which was pizza. Mm. Mm, that's an okay choice. If it's truffle pizza. Uh, anything, that would be, no. Yeah, that would be good. Okay. Yeah. And on May 20th, 1992, he was electrocuted. By the way, did you know they have to shave their head first before... They electrocute them because the bolt is so powerful that their hair catches on fire. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. I bet it smells. That is awful. It's like it's I think this is the reason that they probably said not the right way to kill people. No, I think the electric chair is like inhumane. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think lethal injection seems like way better. Yeah. Is that just me? Okay. No, it's not just you. Yeah. So, anyhow. But if you, you know, did something to children, I say, fucking electrocute them. Whatever. (laughs) We are just a plethora of hypocrisy up in here. Totally. That's okay. So, 
Don't hold us to it, please. Okay. Anyhow, Roger's a dead man. Okay. So his attorney held a press conference outside the prison and read Roger's last words, which were, someday the world will learn that they killed an innocent man. And Roger continued to be the face of like the anti-capital punishment movement, you know, like all these groups that protest capital punishment for years. And this Jim McCluskey made it his mission to prove to the world that Roger was innocent. And he finally successfully petitioned the courts to test the swabs in 2006. Now that DNA testing had progressed to the point that it could finally exonerate Roger. Mm -hmm. This was big. This was the first time this was allowed to happen, that testing was done on behalf of a dead man. Jim McCluskey was so confident that he had a film crew with him while he got the results. And the results were conclusively that Roger Seaman was found inside Wanda. Roger was guilty AF. Mm. OMG. Oh, Holy, well, I kind of knew it. We kind of knew, right? Okay, so Jim McCluskey says he still struggles with the DNA findings, but he has accepted that he got taken for a ride by a sociopath. Sharon, the girlfriend, says she believes that Roger truly did not do it. She says if he did do it, he was out of his mind. Okay, Sharon. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The two women that... He failed the polygraph test, so clearly he had it in his mind somewhere. Like, he knew it. was found in her vaginas. (laughs) Does she have two? (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's not... This is guilty, Sharon, Okay. Yeah. I mean, no one in there. I hate that argument. Like, It's always like, you know, well, it was a they were out of their mind or, you know, like whatever. Like, of course, no one in their right mind rapes and murders somebody. Of course, you're out of your mind. That's like a given. Right. Okay, so the two women Roger had victimized are finally vindicated. And the prosecutor that spent years standing up for the case said, Yes, people, newsflash, rapists and murderers are also liars. Which I think is the perfect response. I mean, that sounds like something Nancy Grace would say, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can just see her all. Newsflash, people. (laughs) She's such a character. She's such a character. Yeah, she's so good. Okay, so that's a WAP. Wow, that, I mean, it's kind of like McCluskey. Yeah. I'm just, I'm glad that these, you know, poor women got to say in your your face. face. Yeah. And I'm really happy that it's, it's finalized, right? There's no question anymore. It's like DNA is proving it. Oh yeah. DNA is amazing. So anyways, great case, Gretchy. Thank you for that. If you guys want more of us, um, go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. We are there. 
If you want to be social with us, you can go to Housewives of True Crime group. If you like dieting, you can go to Housewives of True Crime keto group. That's another one we have or dieting group. It's like whatever floats your boat. I'm off the keto bandwagon, by the way, right now. I know. I'm kind of back on the dieting bandwagon. I might mm-hmm. post. I've got a couple okay. ideas. I've had, to, oh, I've had to detox since I ate my way through the state of Texas. Yeah. Awesome. And I think that's about it today. Because If you want to see us, check out our YouTube. Oh, 100%. It's HWTC. Um, that stands for Housewives of True Crime, if you didn't know. And subscribe, subscribe please. And, like you know, like it. Check. Check and check. We really need it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Until next week, I'll give you shout outs then. And if you want a shout out, you know, like give us some shout outs yourself on your social media. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.